she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. <laughs> hey y'all! This is Jace with Kiss and Tell Radio. We actually have a special guest. So Char Char is booked. Char was the host of Kiss and Tell Radio yesterday. Literally, we went to a festive um, celebration at Yard House after, and she literally got into an Uber straight to BuzzFeed to record at 9 o'clock p.m., where she's wearing the same outfit, if you notice, <laughs> later on in the time when you see the uh, footage from Kiss and Tell at the pictures and after Buzz. Like, she don't be, throwing, don't be throwing shade on Sean. There's no shade at all, but I'm saying that girl is on the move. And that's what she I'm, is. that is my point. She had no time to even, like, so good for her. But she is actually recording again tonight for After Buzz TV. Um, so we have actually have a special guest today. So this person, and like, this person is actually one of my closest, dearest, authentic friends that I have. Um, in my adult life, I have um, a few close friends, but I will say that Claxton has definitely been around the longest. And we haven't known each other since we were both 19 and both straight. So that is how long <laughs> it has been. We went from two in denial homosexuals to now <laughs> LGBT activists and boss bitch in New York. Claxton, go ahead and tell our friends hello <laughs> and a little bit about yourself. Oh my god. Okay. Hello. Hello, world. Um, uh... Thank you for the introduction, Jason. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> what I wanted to say was, um, right before we started recording, was I've been around the block, okay? I've been doing Around the block before. like a hoe? No. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what block? Brooklyn? No, not like that. Um, I used to do video blogs back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I used to record myself, and I used to edit, and I used to do all my own, you know, content creation, artistry. You know, there, there was a lot of thought behind what I did, and um, I kind of miss it. And so uh, I, li- I listen to Kiss and Tell Radio a lot. I listen to Char, I listen to Jason. I'm inspired, and um, I miss it, and I want to do it again, and I want to keep doing it. So this is my way of, I guess, kind of jumping back into it. Probably not consistently, but this is fun. So. I had no idea. I Actually, I, I had a really good idea because I remember that, that drama that happened that you stirred up on you like I remember oh so the first time I ever heard YouTube drama was from this man right here and I was like what do you mean YouTube drama like you know the YouTube is like an actual community they have like mm-hmm. events like yes. you know like um what's that the cartoon the um what's Comic Con mm-hmm. how that's like they have like a YouTube con mm-hmm. it's not called that but it's something around those lines and I remember Claxton was here for that event one time, one year, when you were, like, maybe, like, 21, 22. It was a while ago. <laughs> but, like, that just shows how long we've been friends. And, like, and people always ask us how me and Claxton became friends. And, like, because we're, <laughs> if you have ever met us in person, like, and I think, I think now we're more similar. But when we first met, we were complete polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So, actually, Claxton, I'll let you kind of share that little story with oh, the world. His eyes just got real big. Go on. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Um, let's let's take it back to um, picture it. Two thousand and seven. <laughs> two thousand and seven. Paint, paint that picture, babe. Paint that, paint that picture. Uh, back in two thousand and seven, um, I was on a website called Model Mayhem, which some of you may or may not know. They is, do. Is a modeling, basically a social network from. It was like the modeling Black Planet. Right. Or MySpace back then, because sure. that's when MySpace was still. Was that was like that planet. was MySpace days. You guys remember the top eight? Mm-hmm. Tom, mm-hmm. I know you guys know MySpace for all my. Tom class back on Twitter, by the way. If, if you haven't, he, seen does. That. he does. He doesn't play around. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so MySpace days, we were on Model Mayhem. I befriended Jace. He was a very, I think he was a bookable model on my on model mayhem excuse me well thank you and we became friends and we just kind of like hit it off from there and so i had planned a trip to la and you were living where i was living in detroit but i was in college at the time in boston so i was planning i had a basically a we call it um independent activities period but it's basically like a a winter term where you basically do whatever you want some people study abroad some people stay at home some people take classes so I was going to, I just stayed at home and I was going to take a trip to LA for a week and visit one of my friends from high school. Turns out she ended up being shady. And like most things in life, like kind of stood me up at the last minute and was like, mm, 
like I can't really host you anymore. Like I have my own shit to do. And so I was like, really, B? So I was like, you know what, Jace? I'm coming to LA. I don't want to cancel my trip. Please, like, can I stay with you? And he was like, of course. Um, you can stay with me for a weekend, um, but for the rest of the time, you got to figure that shit out. I was like, okay. So okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, rewind, fast forward. First of all, he had felt to mention that, yes, Model Mayhem was our outlet of meeting, but we had never met face-to-face. It's fine. And even to this day, 2016, I do not meet people online. That is just not my thing. If I don't know you, I do not know you. So people who want to ask me out on a date on Jack's Facebook, MySpace, tweeting me, smoking, like, I don't know you from a fucking can of paint. But we weren't going on a date. We weren't going on, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, me now, like, I'm not necessarily good at meeting people who I've not met face-to-face on a romantic level. So even even back then, it wasn't romantic, but it was still like, I don't know you. Of course. And like, this was when the thing was, it was new it was to new. me. And it, it was, was new to, it was like social media was just on developing. And you didn't know so, me from a can of paint. And I didn't. I could have been and crazy. I, and, and I told all my friends, like, this is his name, this is his picture. <laughs> if I end up missing, please follow Preach Report and call the Press Enterprise and the LA Times because there's a case to be had that's bigger than OJ. Um, so, and on top of that, <laughs> on top of of that it was my birthday it weekend was. it was january so i had plans yeah. for my birthday and then not instead but i canceled very minimal things but i took Claxton on the tour of rodeo he drive did. in la he, we did a lot wait let me wait wait a minute let me let okay, me come back in you were talking about uh, no well, i'm not no 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 the rest of shit out i was like sweetie i had plans no, you told no, me no, a day no. before okay okay let me let me rephrase it i'm sorry jace you're right i'm sorry don't let say me, sorry don't be unapologetic let me clean it up okay so what I meant by that was I had I had to fi- kind of figure out my itinerary because I could only spend a certain amount of time with Jace because he had plans. But while I while we did spend time together, he made a lot of plans for us. He went out of his way to take me around L.A. Somebody who had never been to Los Angeles before, I was like, my eyes were the size of, you know, bowling balls. They were. I was so confused. I was so mesmerized by the palm trees, by the mountains, the weather. I mean, in January, and you know, in, in Michigan, as and even in Boston, it's like freezing. You know, it was like 70 degrees. It was warm. So I was completely mesmerized. And I was happy. And Jace also, you know, he had his, he got his tattoo, his first tattoo for his birthday. And so right. I he, went with he him He held my hand for my first tattoo. Exactly. So, Not you know. like 18 sessions in. <laughs> and we just, we bonded. You know, we really kind of, like, that was the, that was the inception of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Or conception. 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 Inception's that movie. Yeah, Inception is like, well, similar, right? So, also a little, a little backstory on Claxton. He went to MIT for college. So, like, half things he says, I have no idea what he's talking about because I just have a Cal State Fullerton degree that I'm still paying for and I still owe money. It's probably deferred. Well, but, that you know. degree is just as good as mine. Is okay? it? It is. We're not going to get into your statuses <laughs> as, a, as a corporate individual powerhouse in oh, New York City. God. Anyway. But anyway, so the reason why Claxton's actually in California is because he flew out here for. Um, the fifth Kiss and Tell show, the fourth in Los Angeles, Kiss and Tell Live, Los Angeles, and I cannot be more satisfied with the results of the show. I think that yes. everything about it that took place was exactly what I envisioned, and everyone that came needed to be there, everyone who didn't, didn't. And I think that what it was was exactly what I saw when I started this thing March, sorry, uh, November of 2014, mm-hmm. when it was just an idea. And I remember being at Starbucks, trying to like write down notes and questions, like what are topics that, because you know, the whole thing, reason why I do this is conversation. And I think that us as a, one, a gay community does not affiliate themselves well enough with the other BL, sorry, whatever the ac- LGBT, LGBT, but the minus a G. <laughs> Whatever acronyms are, we don't, we have this, you know, idea of community when it comes to us as individuals, but we don't, we rarely intertwine with each other and get to know each other as people and our cultures, because they're very different. We have the same acronym, but they're they're very different. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't have that. And on top of that, being a POC, a person of color, 
we definitely like glad is on point but we know glad is caucasian focused and so and as gabe said yesterday they they're never going to we, we, we should never rely on them to represent us right 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 so i mean i just i kind of i wanted to use my my one of my platform that i got from being a crazy maniac in west hollywood for so many years and saying find me on instagram um <laughs> other seven four, four locos um <laughs> And then kind of just also just bringing us together as a community. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the whole point of Intel. But the show is great. Claxton, how did you feel about the show as a whole? Like, so you, you flew across the country for it. So I I'm, did. I'm curious to hear your uh, your ideas. So I'm I am thrilled to be in LA again. Um, I came to support Jace. I came to support the event and the cause of Kiss and Tell, the mission of Kiss and Tell, which to me is to kind of just kind of get the conversation going to get people in the LGBT community, LGBT community and and the inter, and the intersectionality of LGBT and people in POCs mm-hmm. to talk and to converse and to have that dialogue of what do we face? What are our struggles? Mm-hmm. And when we share our struggles, then we're able to kind of like shed a light on and kind of enrich and like enlighten other people that may have differences in that struggle but also similarities in that struggle. So I thought that it was awesome. I thought that there was a lot of good conversation. I thought that it was a lot of um, awesome stories being shared, awesome inspirations being shared. Um, I was moved by a lot of, especially like people like Gabe, people like Michelle, Mm -hmm. Char, um, Amber, not Amber. What's her name? Is that her name? Amber, yeah. Okay. Lesbian with the dreads. Yes. <laughs> That's really fine. Amber. Amber's closet. She's a heartbreaker. She's like, she is. You, but you know what's <laughs> funny that you say that? Because like, she, like, it's funny. The first, so the reason why, so I'm I'm not stupid. So like, I'm very strategic of on who I pick for to be on the panel and why I pick them. And when we first started this thing, there was a lot, like, Amber was in this long-term relationship um, with her at then at the time girlfriend, um, Gabe I think had a boyfriend at the first one I was single. The second one I was not my boyfriend or ex boyfriend. Actually came to the actual show. Um, Michelle had a boyfriend the second time too. So like we've always mm-hmm. like kind of had like when it comes to our, our mentality and our outlook on relationships, it's kind of been very diverse. But I think this was the actual first show where all everyone on stage was single. Right, that was, and that was Everyone also another was interesting dynamic. Because yeah. I feel like when you're single, you're in a different mindset yeah. than somebody who's in who's in a relationship. Absolutely, and actually, kind of like it's funny because uh, they actually brought up marriage, mm-hmm. um, and kind of the 2016 way of thinking. And Michelle actually brought up, um, you know, if she were to eventually get married, she wants the wedding. We all want the wedding. We all want the, the we well, to. not all of us because that's expensive. I do. You do, because you could pay for that. But I would rather go to Cancun and, like, have a Mai Tai and a beach and be like, we're married, yay. Mm. Um, but people always, you know, when it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, Puerto Rican, um, people have this idea of a, a wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what marriage is. But marriage goes a lot further than that. And so kind of with something that Michelle was explaining, kind of the rest of the panel, like, agreed was that if she were to have a marriage, she would want one that was like in House of Cards, the right. Netflix original series, mm-hmm. which is doing tremendously. Actually, Claxton finished that today. I did. I just finished the last episode mm-hmm. for all of you guys who are House of Cards fans like me. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, this is Kiss Radio, so it's the same as she. What would, I, what would your, I guess, ideology be when it comes to marriage? You say you want to get married. So what, what's kind of your idea or paint the picture of like your ideal marriage? Hmm. That's a good question. I see my ideal marriage, somebody who compliments me, somebody who enhances me. And then also I compliment them. I enhance them. Someone who is, you know, I feel like a lot of times people say, oh, I want my partner to be my best friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. I would love to marry my best friend, but I would also want to marry somebody who pushes me, you know, and not just like pushes you. Not just like in a in a mental way, but also like pushes me in an emotional way. So like a lot of times people are like, well, I want to be challenged in a relationship. I want to be fulfilled. I want somebody that 
makes me feel happy. I want somebody that make that has good sex. I want somebody that has good, that's smart, that's They're intellectual. All part of the list. <laughs> so I feel like watching House of Cards, taking it back there, there was mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of talk of what marriage is because Frank and Claire are basically husband and wife, right? But they're also running mates, right? So running mates. Oh, like politically? Yes. So that means that Frank is the president and his wife is the vice president. And Wait, Frank's president of the USA? Yeah. Oh wow! See, I haven't watched that person <laughs> season one, so he was just like a yes. stock boy back in the day. <clears throat> but I guess he's really okay. He moved his way on up. Good honey. for him. And only four seasons. And his wife is on his ticket. Amen. So in multiple facets. In multiple facets. So not only so like one of the one of the themes from like the fourth season is beyond marriage right so when you think about marriage you think of somebody who is your partner in crime somebody who's your companion lifelong but to me beyond marriage means you're my companion obviously lifelong but let's say you can't get everything from one person mm-hmm. which is what this what the, which is what the show explores and just right. fo- just follow me <laughs> follow follow me um there's a there's a character on the show that really, well, let me take a step back. First, Frank and Claire have some issues. They have some issues in season three, and they kind of spill into season four. Issues, marital issues. Okay. Claire wants one thing. I'm not. I don't want to give away too much, but Claire wants one thing. Frank wants another. Okay. And they, and they clash. Okay. But the bottom line is that Frank is willing to give Claire whatever she wants. For the sake of their marriage and for the sake of their partnership. Wow. Which means if she wants to have a, an extramarital affair with another person, it's a it's like a uh, an agreement. It's a partnership. Okay. So it's it becomes polyamorous where this other person, this other third party, is a part of their marriage as well, in the capacity of whatever it takes to satisfy Claire's needs. And he kind of level sets with her and says. You know, I know that one person cannot give you everything you need out of this marriage. So I'm willing to take to basically take one for the team and have you have this man on our campaign so that you can be happy with him. Okay, so when you say part of this marriage, you, you mean that okay, so he's part of the campaign. He's part of the campaign. He's is not he, part is of the he marriage. part of the bedroom though. He's yes. He well, is part of the bedroom. Well, he's not not so this, with him. This double not, penetration for no, 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 no. She's not Lucy Goosey. Not 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 like through all three together. Okay. But like he but she, knows and okay. he consensually allows her. So it's like scandal. Like Melly knowing that Grant yes. is with Olivia Pope and that. Because that gives him peace. The jungle fever. Right. But the difference between that, Melly, Melly Fitz and Olivia and Frank Claire and this other person is I feel like with, with, with Melly Fitz and Olivia, it's like they're still like. There's still oh, like a battle. There's clash. There's yeah. still conflict. You know, Melly knows, but she's not okay with it. Exactly. She deals with it because she knows her role. Exactly. Or quote unquote Versus knows her role. With this, with this relationship, it's like okay, it's understood, right. and I'm fine with it. You know what's funny? I actually heard a quote one time that said mm-hmm. that House of Cards is scandal with for people with master's degrees. I. You know what? You know what's funny? I told my ex, um, who I actually turned on to House of Cards because he loved Scandal and. I got him on House of Cards because I was like, you will if you like Scandal, you like House of Cards. Mm-hmm. I was like, House of Cards makes Scandal look like Degrassi, and he thought that was so true. Watch out, Jimmy! Shout out to Drake. I hope you're listening at Champagne Poppy. <laughs> but it's true. Tweet. Like if you watch House of DM. Cards, you will be like, Scandal is like teenage soap opera. That's that's what it makes it seem. That's the level of maturity. You know, I I think that Shonda Rhimes is an amazing writer, and she definitely captures the attention of the general audience. Mm-hmm. However, the general audience is liking Trump right now, mm-hmm. so I mean that's where we could kind of look at that. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy Scandal. I I mean, how's the cards? Maybe I'm just because I have my Cal State Fullerton degree and not an MIT one. Oh my god! I God's I just stop. I mean, it kind of drags on, and I'm just like, where's Olivia? Where's <laughs> I don't, I don't you know. have to, you know what? For the people, for the people who have not watched House of Cards, you you will have to give it a moment. You gotta, you can't just watch one episode and then expect to be hooked. You have to kind of give it three episodes, 
But by then, I, I promise you, four. you'll be hooked. Okay. Well, I promise you, if you never watch House of Cards, just watch it to episode like three or four, and you will be hooked. I promise. And also, you know what I also recommend? Watch it on subtitles, because then you can actually read what's going on, and a lot of shit you subtitles. don't pick up. This is I'm a serious. Tiger Head and Dragon. Like, a lot, I mean, it's hell? it's like a novel. No, seriously, like there's so many things going on. Like sometimes reading helps. I'm serious. The thing, uh, we're not gonna go into that right now, because <laughs> subtitles. I'm always reading, but I'm not watching the actual like picture. Mm. Maybe I just can't multitask. <laughs> But like actually like watching a film and like reading at the same time it does not work well with my brain. But it help. But you know what? House of okay. This is the last thing because I want to. I don't want to focus on House of Cards only. House of Cards has like a lot of background stuff going on. So like a lot of times they'll be talking, but then there'll be background newscasts or background stuff on the TV, and that'll be like talking about the plot it'll that's be, currently it'll be going relevant on. to the and story. it'll be relevant. Right. Okay. So you kind of have to like pay attention. But that's why, like, if you're the type of person that just wants to, like, turn on the TV and lean back and not have to think, mm-hmm. then House of Cards probably isn't for you. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Moving okay. on. Next topic. M- moving on. Um, <laughs> speaking of exes, um, everyone on the panel had an ex that I think I knew personally, too, or or I've met before. Um, and we all have exes, and I kind of wanted to bring up I'm, I'm sure we talked about this before but that was with Shar. so now we have Claxton here I kind of want to bring up moving on mm. um, I wanted to bring up oh god We've because you know soon. cuffing season mm. is in well in California it's all it's never happens because this pot <laughs> is it's it's flip flops and army pants and um, that's just what we do right, right flip flops and like he's <laughs> and it's not hot PS um, but I think in New York, in particular, let me be. Let me live. Can I live? You're alive, right? Are you breathing? <laughs> we can hear your hot breath on that damn oh. mic. So, oh, my breath is hot. Damn. Anyways, anyways, um, so you know when it comes to exes, I mean, we've talked about this before, um, with Char, and um, moving on, like, what does it actually take? Because like, cupping season is over. The winter is. Spring came earlier for New York. Shout out to New York because I love that place. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, but what are some necessary steps that you take or advice you would give to any of our friends out there as far as moving Because I don't want to name drop anyone, but <laughs> like I said, we've been friends for a while. So what were kind of the things that you did? And be honest um, to kind of get over your significant other because you guys were very entwined. Um, ooh, Lord. Are you, don't cry now. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I'm not kissing boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I have this cocktail. But shout out to this cocktail that I'm sipping on right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to tell them we're drunk. <laughs> this is getting me through this, okay? No, let me... <laughs> okay, no. In all seriousness, um, I... I feel like I, I am over my ex. I feel like I really am. I just, I long f- to have a relationship with him in in the in the capacity, and not even like a relate like a get back with him, but like a relationship in the sense of ha- just being able to talk, just being able to go to him and say like, "Hey, how are you?" Like catch up, so even small talk, and he's just not willing to do that, and <clears throat> it it bothers me. I'm not gonna lie, like it really bothers me, and I. Um, I know that, and, and Jace has kind of like advised me on this, but I know that I give him my two cents later. When 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 you break up with someone, it's not it's not something that t- that happens overnight where you kind of get over your feelings. It's a process. Right. I mean, in a sense, it's almost like a death, like right. It's like a it's like a grief. It's an emotional death. It's an emotional death. So you're grieving, right. and whenever you grieve someone, you have to go through the seven. What is it? The seven stages of grief. Which I don't remember them offhand. Don't Should ask me to Google go them. That. Google the seven stages of grief. Okay, well, but the first one is uh, shock. I think, right? I don't know. And then the second one is like, it's like shock, anger, denial, depression. I don't know the order of them, but I just I know what they are. Okay. Uh, disbelief, denial, bargaining, bargaining. What is that? Bargaining with who? Bargaining like 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 you're, like you're like maybe you're bargaining with God like bargaining like oh God if 
if if I do this, okay. then can you bring this person? Back I hear bargaining. I think a deal. Um, guilt, guilt anger, anger, depression, depression. and then acceptance. That's the last. Acceptance slash hope. So yeah, the first one is shock. So I feel like I'm past the shock stage. I'm past the denial stage. I'm past the bargaining stage. Right now, I'm. I, I think I'm. I think I don't know what stage I'm at actually. Because looking at these, I don't know. But <laughs> I feel like I'm at a stage where I just want to reconcile with him. I, Maybe I'm at the bargaining stage. I don't know. I feel like you're, yeah, you're at the bargaining stage. I feel like I'm at the bargaining stage. Damn then. boy, you got five more steps. <laughs> actually, no. Sorry, one, two, three, four more steps with a slash in the middle. Except in slash hope. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> but I mean. We don't put a time on anything here at Kiss Until Radio. Oh my god! But I mean, can we? Okay, this is okay. The tortoise and the hare, can and I... you are definitely the tortoise. Okay, can I redeem myself a little bit? I'm sorry. Let me. Let me. Or try to redeem. Let me try. It, okay, so okay, go ahead. What I what I wanted to what I wanted to the point that I wanted to make was that you know just because you miss someone or just because you want to have a relationship with someone that on your terms, you have to think about them, okay? And if they're not ready to do that, if they're not willing to do that, you have to accept it and you have to move on. And I feel like that's something that I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to accept that he's not wanting or willing to have small talk or even just a kind of a day-to-day relationship with me. And that's okay. And I think that ultimately what helps me get over it is Focusing on other things, focusing on my career, focusing right. on on my hobbies or things that I like to do, focusing on my current friendships and people and people that validate me, the people that feed into Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So those are the things that will tremendously help you get over whatever you're going through, and also help you focus on bettering yourself and bettering your relationships that are current, not something that is over or past. Right. I mean, definitely like my two cents when it comes to this. I think that the reason it's not called a continued boyfriend or a, you know, part two boyfriend. It's called an ex-boyfriend for a reason or ex-girlfriend for a reason. And they're they're ex because they're your ex. So you need to ex them out your damn life and, like, continue on. Because I think with when it comes to people, we are literally created to have this desire for some type of compatibility where we are always, whether it's religion, spiritual, sexual, emotionally, we are creatures who look for compatibility and we look for, you know, and it depends. Like, you can be the most biggest asshole on the planet, <laughs> but guess what? Like, you always have a sense of compatibility, whether it's, like, your mother that hurt you and you're angry about, like, that's, there's always a, a, a some type of compatibility in the situation. So I think that when it comes to relationships and people individually, you, I'm not going to say surpass because, you know, your friends are so important in your life, but I think that there is a different chemistry when it comes to people who are romantically involved versus mm-hmm. um, friendship involved. So how would you say that you got over your ex? Like what which, you- which one? That's my dad like to say. <laughs> okay, well, my we'll, black book is full. We'll, we'll, um, your most recent, your most recent. My ex. most recent. Um. Okay, so my most recent ex, the way I got over that, I think I, I don't think I know that I, I a lot of times I'm really good at rationalizing people's behavior, mm-hmm. and I think that comes from a place of me growing up when it comes to you know. My when I realized my parents were human, when like even my friends stuff like that, like you know when I we grew up and you think our parents are like the Almighty, Almighty, like what they say is what goes, mm-hmm. and what they say is correct. And you know what? As you get older, sometimes that's not always the case. And so I think when I realized that, I think that kind of like switched my mentality when it comes to a lot of things. When it comes to this particular relationship, I think I made a lot of excuses for him, and. Um, I think one day it just clicked in my head that this person is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends disagree with my relationship, which I stood up for him as well, and I don't take that any of that back. And um, your family too. Yeah, my family um did not necessarily care for this individual. Not my whole entire family, but certain people. Um, 
not aiming in a bad way, but just like this is not the person for you. You did better than last time because <laughs> they just they did mention that like you did better than last time, but this 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 still ain't it. Um, but I mean, I just feel like in the process of getting over him, I think I just had to realize what it was and just come to the reality. And I had to realize that this person is a great person. This person is a great individual, and yet he may have his mistakes just like my parents did. But that doesn't take me rationalizing his mistakes for me to be in a relationship that's not meant for me. Okay. And I think once I was real with myself and kind of drew out the picture from the inside looking out, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I just... It just took a matter of me moving on. And, and like, I I mean, people have, people, I don't know if people know me, my past um, on this show. But, I mean, I've had several intimate relationships with several individuals. Like, I'm not the type of person, like, well, I don't know. Like, I have been with somebody for money. I've been with someone because I felt like I wanted to marry them. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a wide array of people who I've dated and had in my life on a romantic level. And so I think because I've experienced all of that, I was able to easily, or sorry, not easily, but like it was easier for me to kind of like reconcile with what the situation was because I've been through it before several times before. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, practice makes perfect. And he was unfortunately another practice on my way to perfect. And I just had to realize that and just, I, and he had to realize that as well, that, you know, sometimes it just, it doesn't work. And mm. like you, some people have a role in your life, like Dark Aunt Viv, Viv, I'm sorry. And sometimes <laughs> it can replace with someone worse. Right. But, you know, they played the role and it was a really good. And just because this current call doesn't mean they're, they're a bad person or I would never like necessarily talk bad about them and. Because at the time, like, that was Bay, And so, sure I mean, was. and, like, I want to say one thing I will say is that friends make all the difference. I literally, like, because, you know, you could you could make friends with Jack Daniels and, like, Pat, <laughs> Pat and Ron. Like, they're really good friends. Um, yes. But, like, when it comes to your friends and people who, like, actually, like, know you as a person, who love you, not, like, you, but just, like, <laughs> love you as a person... Those are the people that you need to really seek and, like, console and just, like, you know, just have a good time. And, you know, one thing that was also mentioned to me before was, like, don't try to feel better, just feel. Mm. Because, like, whatever you feel is you emoting and sometimes just dealing with or just even getting rid of whatever you're feeling. Mm. So if you just compress all these feelings inside of you, Mm. then you're not really getting rid of it you're just holding on to it and like holding on to something that you don't want to do when you're trying to get over somebody else mm. so yeah i agree with that i mean i feel like i went through a process with my ex as well and dealing with my emotions but i was in the, <clears throat> i don't want to get too ratchet but i was <laughs> i was in a situation where after i broke up with him i was like oh shit like we can like do whatever we want now like we can have a threesome we can like have fun and he mm-hmm. was completely not in that space oh with him yes he was completely okay, so i have the next question so go on okay he was completely not in that space and he was like you know i loved you like I'm still getting over this shit, and I was just like, Let's so it just hurt have his fun. feelings. It hurt his feelings because you were able to separate the mm-hmm. sexual versus because you, you enjoyed sex with him. I'm assuming I did, and okay. I still. I mean, I I wish I could do it again, but we're just not there anymore. He doesn't like. I said he's not there. He's not there, and I mean, and I think that. You're there, but I think that with time, like, battle kind of, it'll, you'll be okay. I just got completely ratchet. These people are going to think I'm a slut. <laughs> okay, well, actually, my, my next question was going in that direction as far as, you know, you said, you know, we'll never broken up. No, we could have these things. So did you ever feel like in the relationship you had a desire to do, like, a threesome or something that was maybe polyamorous, like your favorite show, House of Cards. <laughs> um, I feel like 
I feel like at moments I did. I feel like with him and also kind of, he was, he so he was actually bisexual. So he, a lot of times, would make comments and remarks about women. Mm, excuse me. And I wouldn't want to hear that. It's just like, if that's just like your partner telling you, well, you know, I still miss women. Well, I'm not a woman. Like, I can't give you a vagina. I can never do that for you. Right. So I don't want to hear that. The I don't essence want essence of a woman. I can't. I'm not. I'm never gonna be a woman. And he's not. He barely washes the Ever. towel. <laughs> I'm never gonna be a woman. Claxton okay? is about a two percent domestic rate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I may have my my. You know, I may not be a, a masculine, hyper masculine man, but at the same time, like I'm not a woman. Nowhere near it. So, I I feel like. He was, uh, he missed women sometimes. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear. So sometimes I would make fun, like, oh, you know, we should just have a threesome with a woman, you know. And he'd be like, would you be down for that? And I'm like, hell no. I mean, unless you drugged me, like, if I was drunk and, like, you were really into it, maybe I would do it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I would consider it. But, But a man, hell yeah. And I feel like a lot of times when we talked about threesomes, he would be jealous of me. Because I, t- I would tell him, like, oh, I've had them before, and I, they were pretty fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. they were fun. Well, I've had bad ones, too. I think we've all had we bad. All have. We've all had a bad threesome. We all have. I mean, the freaks out there. Let me stop. No, <laughs> I'm, they, so, I'm so ratchet on this they, damn they, they podcast, but they just whatever. <laughs> I'm telling too much. We'll say whatever. So I'm what kissing and telling too much. Okay, so without telling too much, um, I think that in the end, he was not comfortable with the idea of a threesome. And if he was not comfortable, then that means I was not comfortable. And that means that we would never do that. Okay. But after we broke up, I thought that he would be comfortable and that was a wrong assumption on my part. So it wasn't the it wasn't the threesome aspect that kind of hindered you from that. It was more of the you're not attracted to women, so why would I Maybe actually it wasn't even you're not attracted to women, it was the fact that he was still into women. And that that was an aspect that you cannot give to him as his soulmate, as his partner. So that's the part that bothered you about inviting a woman into the bedroom sexually because you knew that he was getting something from her that you could never give him. But he was also in denial about a lot of stuff. Like, he also said things like, you know, I'm never going to be able to date women again because... Once a woman knows that I've dated men or I've dated you, well, that's very they don't, true. They don't want me anymore. That's very true, especially it, if you're a black person. Well, it is. What it is mean? true. Look, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that statement. All I'm saying is that there are women that don't give a shit. There's women who will, who will fuck you. I'm sure. Right. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to bringing you home as a boyfriend and bringing you around their friends, I'm sure that there would be an issue because they'd be like, that nigga gay. And they're like, no, he's bi. And they'd be like, no, if you dabble in the peen and whatever, then that means that you are a homosexual. Trust. Mm, no, I know. Mm, I, I know. I know. Saying, mm, I'm not disagreeing. But I'm saying particular for, you know, African-Americans, like our culture, right. we are not at that place where we can. And even like, I've said this before too, like I always wonder like if I was accepted as a because i would have sex with a woman i don't really i don't i mean the reason why i wouldn't because they're dramatic sorry relationship wise dramatic wise (laughs) but like i would have sex with a woman before and like i know because people who i have dated who are women have told me i would not date you because you have messed around with the man Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh okay so if you it's like if you dabble one time or you know and and for girls is different like, if girls in college will be like, oh, we're messing around in the dorm room. It was just one time. Ooh, I just, like, touched her vagina. And, like, ooh, yeah, that was hot. See, he, Claston's throwing up on the damn mic. Don't, <laughs> we're not insured over here at Kiss and Tell. <laughs> so don't throw up. Um, Wait a minute. We do have a woman in the room right now. We have we have a Mia over here. A Mia. Hi. We, we, so, oh, my gosh. We have a guest. Today, <laughs> we have a was, spectator. Who was listening in on the conversation, so, but this, I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> She's not listening. She so, says, wait. I just want to ask. Better. Wait. Can I ask you really quick? So, like, oh if gosh. so, if you knew a guy, if you knew a guy had messed around with guys, would you, 
Would you? Would that be a deal breaker? That would be a long conversation. It would be a she long. She said it'd be it, a long conversation. But would it the be mic a deal breaker? Here. Um, it depends how recent it was, how mm. frequent it was. Um, okay, recent, frequent. Okay, I so listen. I would listen. I would hear the person out. I, I'm not. I'm not the kind of person that I wouldn't say what. I would kind of hear. It might be a deal breaker in the long run. I see. Okay. Fair enough. Why would it be a deal breaker in the long run, though? I guess I'm saying that because... <laughs> Has this Cause, happened before? No, because like, <laughs> relationships don't really last that long anyway, so it's like... <laughs> it might just not work out. But if it's if you're meant to be with that person, like, fuck. If you guys are, like, perfect for each other and so they had sex with, like, one guy, I don't know, like... But you'd have to be perfect for each other. You'd have to have so much trust in that person. Like, I don't even know. But I have to be optimistic. <laughs> So, would you say, like, the amount of time... I had a cocktail. <laughs> oh, okay, girl. <laughs> she's had an... She's had a cocktail. Would you have a threesome with, with another man? Uh, two men? With two men. I... Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so what if the person that sure, who's interested in you, <laughs> and what if so, they have had an ex-boyfriend? Like, a whole... A full... Because, like, the thing about... The thing about, you know, homosexuality is that I didn't really accept me being gay until I had a relate until actually I had a relationship. Um, but until a man broke my heart. And that's when I knew that uh I was attached more than a friend. Like I was I I was romantically heartbroken. And that's kind of when I was able to kind of like reconcile within myself, like, all right, cool. Well, I loved this person. And he broke my heart. So, yeah, I'm gay because this happened to me. So, someone who has been through that, who has also had their heart broken by a woman, would you be able to take them seriously? Not saying marry them eventually, but if they share that story with you, would you be able to um, entertain that topic? Gosh. Um, It would make me nervous for sure, but... The thing is, like, it depends how you think of sexuality. So if you think, like, sexuality is black or white, then you're going to go, you're going to say, well, you know what, you're gay, and I can't be with that person. If you look at sexuality as, like, on a spectrum, like, I think I talk about with my friends how, I don't know, people who are more open-minded about it, we do talk about it as, like, oh, well, it's a spectrum. Like, you might like this more than this, or maybe you're all the way this way, or you're not. I guess... For me, being a logical person, I would really think about, like, where they are on that spectrum. Like, I would probably ask, like, a ton of questions just to get, like, a feel. And at first, I probably wouldn't trust that person because now, nowadays, like, it takes a while to get to know someone, like, fucking mm-hmm. so long. So, I don't That's know. Real. No, I mean, I agree, with, I agree with what she's saying. I feel like, you know, things are case by... Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to drag you into this again. I, I just... <laughs> I, mean, it I just, whatever. I just. <laughs> no, we didn't it I'm sorry. I just, I really did um, drag you into this, but I wanted your opinion because I feel like, you know, as, as a, as a heterosexual woman, woman, cisgender heterosexual, cisgender woman. heterosexual woman, um, the battles that you face with dating are a lot different than uh, a, you know, homosexual m- male. Absolutely. And um, your experiences of um, sexuality and, and security with your partner are different. And for instance, like with myself, if, if I were to date a bisexual man, I would be threatened by if he were interested in women too sometimes. And so I can imagine being a heterosexual cisgender woman that... I think it would be worse for a cisgender heterosexual right, woman. Right, it's worse because it's like your Not options worse, are... but like more hesitant. Right, and worse in the sense that it's it's more severe, it's more in- intense because you're when some I mean, and and again, like people are people sexuality is fluid, yes, but at the end of the day, people know what they like, they like what they like, and that's not going to change. And you you know what you like, you know what you know what you want in your partner. I know what I want in my partner. And if and if that deviates from, or if it goes from A to Z, it's like, well, how do I know that you're not just going to leave me for the opposite sex in any time? 
or how do I know that I can trust you? Or how do I know how do I know that you're not, not greedy? You know, there's all these things run through your mind, um, and they run through my mind. You know, that went on a whole other tangent. I mean, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's, look at like I said, Kisantel, uh, whether it be the live, whether it be the radio, whether it be the blog, is about having conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, this is one of the only times where I really haven't had a set agenda as far as topics go that we discuss. <laughs> Um, I kind of wanted it, especially because, like, you know, like I said, Claxton's one of my old Jewies, and he's in town, <laughs> and I just wanted him to, just, we, we have good talks. Mm-hmm. You know, you know those friends, you have those friends that you see in the WeHo, or you see at, you know, um, the, out, the pier, the Abbey, um, G Lounge, wherever the kids can be, who are just like, oh, we're clean glass, and it's like, all right, hey, girl, hey, all right, cool, kiss, kiss, Get Instagram picture, great, lots of likes, and you carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have those friends who you actually have real in-depth conversations with. And um, Claxton is one of those people in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I knew when he asked, he actually asked me, he's like, can we do a Central Radio? Like, I want to be on there. I was like, yeah, girl, whatever. Like, because <laughs> I know that. And actually, it was supposed to be him and Char, but, you know, Char is booked. <laughs> I have to buzz. Char. Because See, we got to, we'll do one one day. One, one day. It, yeah. it will happen. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I, I knew that the conversation would be fine. I knew that we would be okay. Um, and, yeah, and, like, uh, and, Lord, what time did I wake up today? <laughs> Four. Four o'clock p.m. <laughs> no, we woke up early. We woke up we woke, like, Sorry, we woke up early and took care of business. Yeah. And then I went back to sleep as soon as I could. Because I was exhausted because yesterday did me in. And we were at Yard House yesterday falling asleep. I know. Well, I was, at least. I was you felt No, you fell asleep at the W Hotel. <laughs> Um, so the, the Ritz Carlton. Um, I had too much drinks. Right. So we're about to wrap up this show. Um, Claxton, I hope you have enjoyed, enjoyed Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Thank you for flying across the country um, strictly for this show. And I think that you, and a lot of people do, but like you see how much this means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm made sure to thank everyone who's been involved in it because we had our one year anniversary that was our first our yes. first anniversary event that we had in los angeles then the same venue um and it A-A-T. just to see how much like oh i remember the first the first time we did it like there may have been 20 people and the chairs i hated them they were cloth <laughs> and there was metal and it was blue and then we were just out there just talking but like the fact that i've seen this thing develop from a atom in my brain to mm. what it is now it just mm. really just it it means a lot and the fact that mm. um so many people are you know my stepmom said something really um great last night like i just wish that these conversations were mm-hmm. heard more right versus outside of the and for everyone like i always invite everybody to um, kiss and tell. Shout and, out to Marcia. And, yeah, hey, Marcia. Her, love... tomorrow, her birthday is in. Three. Oh, her birthday is, is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Well, and this... so is my mother's birthday. And Rochelle as well. And Rochelle <laughs> is crunk. I met Rochelle. I actually bought them all dinner. Yes, was... you did. Jace is an awesome. My was... family is a, is, is a number one fan of Jace. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I was. We've, we've talked about me dating my boss before on Friends. Um, so I was with my ex boss slash ex bay and we were completely smashed and I remembered I had to go meet Claxon's family. So I literally took a cab to meet Peck and District after like maybe seven martinis. Ooh. And we <laughs> bought another bottle of wine at the table. It was a really cute like Moroccan restaurant, right? It was Spice Market. Spice and Market. Me, and me parking. The plate we had our own private room. Mm-hmm. fancy. Like you <laughs> can you hear his voice? And I was so like happy about meeting his family after so many times. I just gave her my credit card and paid for the whole thing. It was like And they were, we're not expect I wasn't expecting I wasn't that. expecting either to so them I woke up the next day <laughs> and they're like, Thank you and I was like, Wait, so <laughs> I'm like, do you know what you're doing, man? Yeah, and I was like, yes, I do. I got it. I got it. Thanks, family. Like, I was so, but yeah, like, 
like I said, like being like thank you for being here. Like I really do appreciate of it. Of course, honey. Beyond words and like I would there's no place I'd rather be right now. Thank Seriously. you. Thank you. And thank you everyone cuz you know, this has been the <laughs> utmost journey. Um But yeah, And no. wait, wait, before sorry, before closing before, remarks. Before you close out, closing I just want to say shout out to to Jace. I mean, I honestly wish that I had kind of like stepped out and thanked him during after the show because he did all these thanks and he did all these like, you know, shout outs and, and thank yous and honored the panelists, but nobody honored him and, and somebody needs to honor you because you are the, the crux of Kiss and Tell. There would be no Kiss and Tell without you. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, there needs to be a legacy of Kiss and Tell beyond you. You know, mm-hmm. and and kiss and tell is your baby, but it it it, it goes beyond Jace. Yeah, and and whatever it takes to spread the gospel of kiss and tell, <laughs> literally, like <Yeah. laughs> whatever it takes to kind of like get that message out there, to get that dialogue going, to keep the conversation going, like it needs to happen, mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna have to do that one day, and it should happen. You know, and yeah. and I agree, and I. I just think that this needs to happen, and this need, and it will happen. But, but special thanks and special kudos to you for starting it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I do appreciate it. All right, this is not a mushy show. I think me and Shark <laughs> cried one time in the last episode. You did? Yeah, we both. We were both. I think I was like overjoyed by like Kiss and Tell and the like, formation one when y'all talked about formation. No, no, this is the last episode of 2015 oh, before oh. we went on hiatus for Christmas break because she can go home to like. Anyways, anyways, thank you guys, thank <laughs> you. Like, like I said, like I am, I'm beyond grateful. I have no shame of saying that I'm grateful. Um, I bless my ass, and we. You know, I talked about yesterday about the, you know, people really know the back work that goes into certain projects. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but there was a lot of back work and it made me look really cute on Instagram. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like, woo, sweetie, you're sweating, stressed out. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys. Um, I don't know what, I think this is episode 16. I may be wrong. Um, don't look at me. You don't listen to my show? I listen, I've probably listened to You should to it. know exactly how I've many times to... you listen to oh, Kiss and Tell Radio. Anyways, <laughs> we're headed out. Love you guys. Oh. Until next time. I love you. Charlie Thank back. you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>